Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. This afternoon, Ben Calvert is seated in Dr. Lewis's office. The doctor has just given Ben a thorough checkup, one which was none too encouraging from the patient's standpoint. At the moment, Calvert is irritated on the defensive. Dr. Lewis insists he ought to tell Jesse the truth, that he is suffering from a heart condition, one which might prove dangerous unless properly cared for. But Ben stubbornly refuses to follow the doctor's advice. Well, Ben, if you refuse to follow out what I suggest, there's nothing I can do. But remember, it's on your own head. I'll take that risk. I might remind you, though, to be sure you keep a supply of the medicine I prescribed handy, both at home and at the office, in case of sudden attack. Will you do that much at least? Yes, I'll keep it around. Not a hogwash all these medicines. Ben, it's fine not to be a mollycoddle and exaggerate one's illness. But there's no virtue in trying to pretend to yourself or to me that this matter is trivial and insignificant. You'd better face the facts. All right, all right. Better make me out a new prescription anyway. You mean you've allowed your supply to run out? Man, I don't know what I'm going to do with you. Oh, I have a little left somewhere, but since I'm here, I might as well renew the prescription. Well, I should hope so. But I don't need to make out a new prescription, Ben. It's, it's refillable. I know, but I left the other one at uh, Bronson's Pharmacy over in Huntsville. Oh, very well. Now, I'd advise you to go straight down to Perry's when you leave and get this taken care of. All right, all right. Don't nag me. <laughs> then, with a patient as stubborn as you are, a physician has to nag. Uh, here you are. Thanks. Moreover, I want you to think over what I said. I mean about getting some cooperation at home. You're a lot older than Jessie, and you might as well face it. I'm sure if she knew what's wrong, she'd be only too glad to help out. I've told you my stand on that, and I have no intention of changing. Now, if we've completed our business, I'll be on my way. Very well. But I want you to drop in for a checkup in a week or two. I'll call you. Oh, by the way, Ben, uh, how's Kit getting along? I understand she comes up for sentence in the next few days. You've never been long on tact, Lewis. But if you had any consideration at all, you'd know better than to bring up the subject of Kit. Frankly, it didn't occur to me you'd be sensitive on the subject, Ben. After all, you testified against her when she was indicted, didn't you? Certainly I did. Well, then why so sensitive? <laughs> Thank heaven I'm blessed with a sense of humor. It's actually funny. No matter what I do, I'm wrong. Oh, what do you mean, Ben? Well, if I'd tried to stay out of Kit's case, people like you would be saying I wanted to shield her. Everyone knows I'm fully aware of Kit's guilt. But just because I've made a special effort to be honest, everyone behaves as if I'm a monster throwing my child at the wolves. Oh, I'd say that was something of an exaggeration, Ben. Don't tell me. I know how I've been criticized over this. Perhaps, Ben, people remember the friction which always existed between you and Kit. That gives the picture quite a different slant, you know. I don't see what that has to do with it at all. I mean, if you and Kit were known as a mutually loving father and daughter, the average person might consider your testifying against her a painful sacrifice. As it is... As it is, they attribute all sorts of evil motives to me. Yes. Well, let them. I acted according to my own conscience. 
In that case, you have no reason to accuse yourself. Exactly. What beats me is everyone's great sympathy for Kid all of a sudden. I must say it's very touching. I'd be a lot more impressed, though, if I didn't know what's behind it. As to sympathy, remember I've known Kit all her life. I brought her into the world, pulled her through her childhood ailments. I believe I know your daughter very well, then. And I can tell you my pity for her is far from sudden. Hearts and flowers. There was good stuff in that girl when she was a youngster. It's a shame the good instincts she had were buried. Buried by her heartless old father. Is that what you mean? It's not for me to pass judgment on you as a parent. That's your job. Can you honestly tell yourself you didn't fail, kid? Look here, Lewis. I came here for medical advice, not a sermon. Very well, then. Maybe you fancy yourself as the benign old family doctor handing out gems of wisdom. But if you don't mind, I can do without them. Yes, yes, of course. So if you'll just tell me how much I owe, I'll be on my way. I'll mail you a bill. I expect it'll be as exorbitant as the last one was. I expect so, Ben. I know you're somewhat miffed with me. But before you go, I want to repeat what I said before. Take care of yourself, man. Don't get excited over every little thing. And don't climb stairs if you can help it. And for heaven's sakes, don't run around like a madman defending yourself against imaginary accusations. Worst thing you can do with your condition? Rubbish. You're just an alarmist, like all medical men. Don't you worry about me, Lewis. I'll outlast you yet, see if I don't. I can take care of myself. I wonder, then. I wonder if you can. Actually, Ben's casual attitude concerning his heart condition was nothing more than a bluff. He hated to confess to a physical weakness. But when he arrived home, Ben climbed the stairs to his bedroom slowly, paused, breathing heavily on the landing. In his own quarters, he removed his coat, emptied the contents of his trouser pockets onto the dresser, took off his shoes and stretched out on the bed. He lay with his eyes wide open, staring at the ceiling. A short while later... Well, Ben, I didn't know you were home until just now. Oh, hello, Jesse. I went out to the kitchen and Lucy told me she'd heard you come in. Well, I've only been here a few minutes, my dear. Well, what's the matter, Ben? Are you feeling under the weather? No, no. I'm all right. A little tired, that's all. Well, it seems to me you've been tired a great deal lately. <laughs> is it any wonder? No vacation. Not a real one, that is. In the last four years. And lately the affair with Kit. It's enough to tire anyone. Oh, well, I know, darling. You've had a very rough year so far. Well, I do wish there was something I could do. I feel so helpless. You pay no attention to me when I tell you to take things easy. Oh, this is just a temporary letdown. Don't worry. I'll be fit as a fiddle in the morning. Look, Ben. Why don't you take off your clothes and get into bed? I'll have Lucy bring up trays for dinner. I'll sit here with you. Oh, we'll have... no, no, no. Thank you, Jesse. I'm not an invalid. No reason why I can't come down to dinner under my own steam. Oh, you just won't give in, will you? You seem determined not to give yourself a break. Ben, I've been thinking about your suggestion that we go away for a while. Take a real vacation. Perhaps we ought to, hmm? We'll talk it over. All right, darling. In the meanwhile, I'll run along and let you take a nap. Do try to get some sleep. What, Ben? You're wearing it. Wearing what? Well, that gold watch chain I gave you for Christmas year before last. Oh, yes. Well, I thought you didn't like it. You never seemed to wear the thing. It's very handsome, Jessie. 
For some reason, I got out of the habit. You know how one does. Ran across it in my case a couple of days ago, so I got it out again. Well, I'm glad. I was rather crushed. You have such definite taste. I'm never... What's this, darling? Looks like a prescription. Oh, nothing important. Oh, Ben. You've been to see Dr. Lewis, and you weren't even going to mention it. It wasn't worth mentioning, Jesse. Merely dropped in about this fatigue that's been bothering me lately. That he might as well look me over. Well, did he? There's not a thing wrong with me. Darling, are you sure? Of course I am. Gave me this prescription, some kind of tonic, I think it is. A little iron, cod liver oil, that sort of thing. Well, I'll take it with me. I'm going down to the post office. I'll just run into Paris. No, 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 no. I'd rather you didn't. Why on earth not? It's no trouble. I'll take care of it myself, Jesse. Thanks, Mr. Seam. I uh, have several other items to get to Paris anyway, so I can do the whole thing at once. Sometimes you get such foolish ideas. Jesse, let's drop the subject. I'll... I'll take care of it, if you don't mind. Well, all right, Ben. All right. But as she closed Ben's door, Jessie looked puzzled. Why had he made such a fuss over a trifle, she wondered. Jessie had no idea of the real reason for her husband's odd behavior. She didn't suspect that he was suffering from a dangerous heart condition and was determined to keep it from her. Yes, the explanation of Ben's stubborn behavior today would have been very pleasing to Mrs. Calvert's sweetheart, Brett Cameron. <laughs> 